I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Real spoilers powered by ReviewSTL.com. Warning, the following film discussion will ruin the ending of any movie you haven't seen. Example, Bruce Willis is dead at the end of The Sixth Sense. See how I ruined it for you? Just like that. Here are a few more. Silent Breed is people! I am your father. Get it? Real spoilers. You've been warned. Broadcasting from the lush but not lavish studios located in the basement of the O'Keefe Institute for Advanced Film Snarkitude, this is Real Spoilers, episode 490, yesterday. Did you say 490? Isn't it that what we're on? I'm shocked that we are 10 away from 500. <laughs> and we have no major plans. None whatsoever. It's just going to be another episode. <laughs> you need to do a poll. I really think it should be Dora. <laughs> oh, God damn it. <laughs> Going uh, out with a whimper. Yes. <laughs> what, are we done at 500? Yeah, well, if we do door. No. <laughs> if we do door. Yeah, yeah. You're like, if we do door, I quit. <laughs> so I guess uh, let's go around the table and everyone can introduce themselves. So this is Brad. This is Joe. And this is Tom. Kevin's still on strike after all the lousy things he said about him <laughs> last episode. He doesn't care. He's posting pictures of Billy Goat and Gruff on yeah. his... Instagram. Please note, Kevin, Facebook. I didn't say anything. <laughs> <laughs> All of a sudden, Tom and I are replaced <laughs> while the mics are on. Yeah. <laughs> no, shameless plugs. Don't forget, we're available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Sorry, you can go there, rate, review, subscribe. And of course, uh, check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash real spoilers for five bucks a month. You get all sorts of bonus content and maybe even end up on the show. You never know. You never know. And of course, you can check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash real spoilers. So, there, there's all that. I guess let's dig into yesterday, shall what we? What a charming effing movie. Yeah? Yeah, it was this a, was great. It was cute. And yeah. I know a lot of times cute is dismissive no. on a yeah. film, but this was this, really cute. That, that's the best. It was charming. Yeah. It? It, cute is the best way to describe it. Yeah. I guess we'll just dive right into it. The premise of this movie is you've got uh, your main character is a struggling musician who's writing garbage songs <laughs> that aren't. You know, I wouldn't even call them garbage. They, they aren't garbage. They songs. were just mediocre. Yeah, yeah. they were yeah. fine. Right. You know, and they they weren't rock star level. They weren't anything. Yeah. It's a it's a song you can get away with playing in a bar. Right. And that's what he was doing. He gets yes. a he gets a ticket to a festival. And he's so excited, but he's playing for like five people. <laughs> <Right>. yeah. <laughs> was Which one I, of them Danny Boyle? By the way, I only caught I it at the last second. I, I don't like, know. I, oh, I don't know. I have no there. idea what Danny Boyle looks like oh so i'm glad you brought that up yeah. would you consider him the howard hawk i was just sitting here thinking <laughs> that that he is like a modern day howard yeah. hawks and in, in that he can direct great movies in radically different genres so obviously he did train spotting right train spotting 28 days 28 later. days later slumdog millionaire Slum, uh what was the one where they were going into the sun sunshine sunshine oh yeah that is danny boy yeah. that's right so he's just he's this journeyman that can kind of do anything yeah and extremely well yeah he got himself in a little bit of a trouble i think he said i couldn't direct a female lead i'd be con like calling myself a fake yeah and i think that's taken out of context where he's just like to me it felt like the the, the comment is like there are plenty of more capable directors yeah out there besides me as a as a male and that, you that know it's nothing to do about the female talent though either it's his ability to it's, like yeah to right. relate to who he's directing you know, it's a Correct. weird thing because one of the first things they teach you when you're writing is they tell you write what you know, right? Yeah. And so if you don't know a female struggle, right? Which right. is which is also why it's important to have many different voices contributing to entertainment, right? And not just white guys, right? Yeah, sure. But like, but like, a white guy's gonna know a white guy's experience, and they're gonna tend to write white guy movies, which isn't bad. But it's also why you don't want a hundred percent of your films being from white guys. That's why Joss Whedon needs to clam up. Yeah. So it's yeah. like <laughs> knowing where your limitations are. You know that that's why it's important. Instead of saying, "Hey, white guy, learn how to tell this other story," <laughs> right, exactly. Maybe it's more important to go find other stories and let those people tell them. Yes, yep. exactly. And so, like, I think it was taken out of context, and of course, you know, the media 
does what it does. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's and what it, I would But imagine. it got buried. Have in, you ever seen The Beach? I didn't realize he is directed that. that. Is that, that that's the DiCaprio the, one? The DiCaprio, yeah. It's right. the one he made right after t- Titanic. Yeah. And yes, of course <laughs> I, I saw it. The Beach because it was right after Titanic. I've never seen it. Is it any good? Like, I didn't realize I it was I don't even remember. It was in like 94 or 96. No, it would have been like 98. 90, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the yeah. Titanic's 97. I just okay. didn't realize it was a Danny Boyle film. And so now I'm like, oh, maybe I should go is that, watch this. So that's post train spotting? I'm. Yeah, I think he probably got it because of Train Spotting. Okay, is did my he, guess. Oh, and he did Train Spotting or T two. Yeah, which not, was okay. Not the Terminator. Right. Yeah, yeah. Sure, make sure we're and on shallow <laughs> and shallow grave. He did shallow grave according to Wikipedia, and we all know the internet's never wrong. It can't be wrong. So yeah, it's he's just such an interesting director. And twenty eight days later, it's a hell of a movie. Yeah, like that's. An, yeah. I mean, obviously he got the Oscar for Slumdog Millionaire, which he should have. Yeah. So it's interesting that he goes back to that nationality in this one yeah it's an interesting choice in that it doesn't affect the film at all at all you know what i mean like it's just just a dude he's just a dude like yeah it's you know which i kind of dig yeah you know what i mean like he's he's got the dude the chick kind of digs him well she she really digs him more than more than digs him and he's an idiot he's a total yeah that's my that's my one problem with this movie is like dude like i don't have a problem with the actress like she, no, she's wonderful. But I, I love Lily but I, James. But yeah. I almost feel like they should have picked maybe a slightly less attractive actress. Because yeah. Lily James is beautiful. Because yes. I'm just is, like, yeah. how are you putting in her? Putting Nope. Putting her <laughs> in the, the friend column. Right. Yeah. Like, on what planet does right. that happen? Yeah. If you're wanting to keep... Because I guess his... It's been a while since I saw it last Tuesday. But his, like, motivation or his reason for doing that is that she's... I mean, she's, of course, a really good friend, but she's also his manager, right? And he, yeah. like, want to jeopardize... What, manager what, of what? His career? His, well, <laughs> I mean, he's... I guess, but she, I got the impression from the beginning of the film that she was, like, doing a lot of work to, to promote him and get him... Yeah, places. but, but I like, guess like, but it ain't working. No, yeah, so yeah, like to yeah. me, I just I, I took it as like he's just a clueless dope. Yeah, yeah, that was my biggest. I didn't know how to narrow it down when I was writing about it, but I didn't feel like I was behind him. I don't even know how to word it now, but like my biggest problem with the movie was just like with, was Jack and I guess later on believing that he was this big of a star in 2019 with this music. Well, like, no, yeah, I. I will agree with that. Like it's like in the whole would these would these songs have worked in 2019? I mean, obviously to the level that they worked for the Beatles through the last sure, several decades, right, sure. you know, but es- especially as instantly, yeah. right? So okay, so he goes to this gig and it bomb. He doesn't bomb, but it's just there's nobody, there's nobody there. there. Yeah. He's playing one of these side tents at a right. festival, and there's <laughs> like, like six s- people in right. there, and three of, of which are his friends. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, so he quits. He's just like, I'm done. Like I can't do this anymore. I'm just gonna go back to I'm gonna work this full time job at the grocery store. It's it's over. He's riding his bike home. He gets hit by a bus. In the process of him getting hit by the bus, the world goes dark for, for 12 seconds. 12 yeah. seconds. Yeah. And comes back on. And then he, he wakes up in the hospital. I love this scene where, like, she's like, I have some good news and I have some bad news. Like, yeah, man. this was. I wish there'd been more of this kind of teasing between yes. them, yeah. especially because we hadn't really seen that from her. And so at, fr- at first watching the scene, I'm like. Is she just being a bitch? She's like, what's <laughs> right. going on you, here? You don't get that relationship. Yeah, that yeah, that there's, yeah. there's a, there's really no give and take. She's just giving it, and he's taking. Yeah, it. Uh, she's like, but you're really ugly. Yeah. Your teeth <laughs> and to, are missing. To the makeup's credit, he looked gnarly. Yeah, when he says because he lost his front teeth. Yeah, like, like off to I'm the a side, reverse yeah. rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie does have some really good comedy. Like yeah. they're very funny together. The yeah. the Rocky character that we're introduced to later. Is great <laughs> like he's very funny And as somebody who works in the Concert you know industry, that guy that's a dude Yeah like that's, <laughs> you see that More than you should yeah, yeah. Where well, the guy just doesn't know what he's doing it, Or that he's been given a job with the Tour because he's somebody's, he's somebody's Friend mm-hmm. and he really kind of has No other job sure. or Life skills right yeah right Yeah I get that So he wakes up and He's bummed like he's just super bummed his guitar is smashed so he goes and sees his friends and Lily James and she gives him a guitar and he, he <laughs> I loved this part too where he's just kind of like you know it's a great it's a great guitar and it deserves a great song so he starts playing yesterday and of course Lily James and the friend like start just tearing up and right. just like holy yes. shite and she's like, oh, my God, when did you write that? He's like, what do you mean? When did I yeah. write that? Yeah. Like Paul McCartney wrote it like the Beatles and they're like the who? Yeah. And he was like, no, the Beatles. 
And I was like, if if they did that, I'm like, they, I'm glad that joke stopped. Right. You, you yeah. know, like that one was over. Yeah. So he runs home, looks up the Beatles, and there's nothing. Yeah, him trying to Google the Beatles, <laughs> and it just keeps bringing up the a picture Beatle. of a yeah. Beatle on right. Google. Yeah. Right. There's nothing there. So he he's freaking out. Like he's he thinks that they're messing with him. He gets home, he Google's it. There's nothing there. His mom. This is so okay. I'm. I meant to. This is what I wanted to ask you. The the cultural relevance of the Beatles. Did they influence Coke, or is that just something that else that just got forgotten? No, it's just there. There are just random things that are okay. also yeah. been removed from from the culture, and they never explain. And I think it was smart. Yeah, I do. what oh, happened I or why? <laughs> yeah. Like, because nothing they would have told you would have been interesting, and you would right. have just gone yeah. down the rabbit hole of, of picking that apart. Right. But yeah, like throughout the movie, there's this running gag of like certain things are also missing from the world. Right. Like cigarettes. Yeah. Like yeah. cigarettes have never been invented. Did Coke be- was never invented. Did yeah. it become? tiring to you like or like at least predictable like as soon as they start mentioning these culturally significant things or whatever i'm like oh that's gonna be something that doesn't exist anymore but i, I didn't you know, even think about it i didn't yeah. i kept forgetting about it and when it would yeah. pop back up it would amuse me i did like that oasis wasn't a thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when, I, when he googles oasis and then he's like he's like well that figures yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's we should say that that's how lily james and our jack met, met is that he was at a talent show and played a cover of wonder wall because then and they never said I was like well what song did he perform now he can't play Wonder he Wall. couldn't have played Wonder Wall <laughs> wouldn't have existed <laughs> then how did he okay, he'd have to make it up I mean he could have he owned the or, rights yeah. to Wonder Wall yeah or maybe yeah he just he could do I mean I guess once at the, when we get to the end you can't really come back from that yeah so you can't like these are my new songs yeah huh. so yeah so he starts playing again and he realizes that nobody the Beatles are gone. Like, yeah. The Beatles don't exist. No in one this has world. any they, recollection of the Beatles at all. Being yeah. No John Lennon, no Paul McCartney, no Ringo. No. Now, George. part of the problem with this, though, is that it would cause a number of bands. That's also to what no I thought would exist. no longer exist. Like, yeah. They never really go down that road because it, there there's a generation of bands that if you ask them, I mean, they're on record. Yeah. Where they're like. What you know? What got you into rock and roll? And they're like the Beatles. Beatles on Ed Sullivan. Yep. Like yep. I saw the Beatles on Ed Sullivan, and I was like, "Gotta do that." <laughs> yeah. And then they went and did that. And I mean, you hear that story, you know, from pretty much any major artist in the seventies and eighties that was of a certain age, and you know, nineteen sixty four when they debuted on, you know, well, they will tell you that story. Right. I mean, you hear it over and over and over again. That was my thing is like, so you take them, it's, it's the butterfly effect, right? Right. Cause you I mean, take them out, you know, uh, I think it was Ernest Hemingway who said that like no novel written after Huckleberry Finn was uninfluenced by Huckleberry Finn. Sure. And that if you think you weren't influenced by Huckleberry Finn, you were influenced <laughs> by somebody who was influenced by Huckleberry <laughs> yeah. Finn, right? Yeah. And like the Beatles are the Huckleberry Finn of rock I totally music. agree. Like if you exist post Beatles, you were influenced by Where does Elvis fall in there? Elvis predates the Beatles. Okay. So, I mean, in theory, you could say that it was because the Rolling Stones exist. So you could say that Elvis and the Stones. Isn't there a, a oh thank God gag when he Google's the Rolling Stones? He does. Stones he Googles the Rolling Stones. Oh, they're so rocking. But yeah, so like in theory, you could say that the Stones took their place, but they never reference anything else. Right. Yeah. I think they did a good job keeping, like you said, it was wise to not explore like how it happened, but like they do a good job containing it to a story of what a man would do right like, in this situation with. Knowing all this mu- this wonderful music from decades ago that has influenced so many, and then actually having the career that he was dreaming of having right. with it, but then the guilt that probably that we see kind of. I gotta tell you, not a single ounce of guilt. If if I for sure, if the Beatles never existed, and I was just like, yeah, yep, yep, I wrote them all, uh, and I can't get caught. If I can't get caught for writing some of the greatest songs ever, for not writing some of the greatest songs ever, yeah, I'm taking the credit. You better believe it. Maybe it wasn't guilt, but just his, uh, like, I guess it wasn't the life that he wanted. Because, like, when he, by the end of the I think movie, that's when, what it was. when he's singing Help, you know, like, he's screaming on yeah, the stage. Yeah, he's, like, know, having like, a meltdown. Right, right. Which could be looked at as just doing a rock and roll performance. You know, yeah. like, it can go one of two ways. He's definitely struggling when he, we, we get to that point. So he, 
starts to like go through all of these Beatles songs, and f- this dude must have a photographic memory because well, he remembers them all. First off, he doesn't because you see him struggling to true. recreate Ellen the song. Yeah. yeah, and he, you see that with a couple other songs too, as he's trying to think of them. But also, like, I mean, as someone who grew up with to the Beatles, like, yeah. I, I I think I could recreate the lyrics to those song, a lot sure. of those songs, pretty faithfully. And I'm not a musician, right? So like, he probably also. Played those songs a lot as he was a kid That makes sense and so uh, you know I I I think that that's very doable Especially some of the bigger Beatles Like I mean I know growing up I don't feel Like you hear them on the radio quite as much As you used to just because radio am now Yeah but you heard them Tons when I was a kid growing up And my guess is you hear them Still a ton in England Oh for sure you know for sure when I was a kid, it was KLOU, 103.3. Yeah. And Played them all the time. And growing up, there was kind of this dividing line on the Beatles, which I always found interesting, was everything up until, like, Revolver was oldies. And from oh, Revolver on was classic rock. So you'd hear from Revolver on on Casey. Right. But everything, but back. you would never, unless they were doing like some sort of retrospective or special or something, but like on a daily basis, you wouldn't hear, like, I want to hold your hand or seven or, you know, saw her standing there. Right, or, right, right. You know what I mean? So it, I just always find it interesting that like they're an oldies band and a classic rock band, but they're it's two different portions <laughs> of their catalog. Sure. That live in each world. Live in, yeah. Not, and now, I mean, thanks to digital media. Yeah. Like that you can listen to everything. Yeah. At your leisure. Right. Um, or if you're British, your leisure. Oh, excuse me. That's right. So so yeah so he's <laughs> he's going around and I do love he's writing all these lyrics down and he was like oh, you know he goes downstairs he's going to his parents and his dad I love his his parents are great like his parents are funny yeah the dad is they're hilarious such parents. <laughs> yeah, they're such parents yeah so he's gonna sing he's like I just have some new songs I want to try them out if it doesn't work you're right I'm out like I'll go back to work at the grocery store full time it's fine and they're just like well all right play us one right and he was like okay. And he's going to play Let It Be. This and is he, such a great scene. This is an amazing scene. Yeah. I loved this scene. So he starts He starts doing it, and it starts going, and of course, like the phone rings. Yeah, and like the parents <laughs> just keep getting distracted, and he's getting so frustrated, because yes. he knows, he's like, he even says, he's like, you're, he's like, this is one of the greatest songs of all time. You are and, the first person. And you're the first people to hear this song. And the dad's like, well, the first ten words. Yeah. You know? Like, no, and then like a neighbor comes over. Right. Oh, Jack's just playing his new song for Leave it be He's like no let's let it be Yeah and of course the the guys on the phone Like the phone starts ringing yeah. so like It's funny because we know that He knows but to everybody else he's Like this pretentious artist yeah He comes off real <laughs> douchey because he's like These songs are the best songs Ever written yeah. in the history of mankind Right and they're just like okay Jeez it's, it's interesting that we're Getting coming off Bohemian Rhapsody Yeah we've got so we had Rocket Man We've got this we're gonna have the Bruce Springsteen one. Oh, is there, I didn't know they were doing a Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, one. yeah. So and it's kind of based around the same thing where this kid. Looks, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I in saw high that. school or whatever. Yeah, and he's obsessed with Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, like and, Bruce Springsteen but starts it talking to him. Takes place in the eighties. Yes, right. Yeah. So the this, the music biopic. It's not even biopic. These kind of jukebox jukebox movies are yeah. starting to take off. So yeah, so he goes to the gig and he plays a couple of the songs, and of, nothing really happens. Right. And I do like where he's like, maybe it's just me. Yeah, like it's he goes out, he's bummed out, he's sitting outside drinking a beer, and he's just like, it, it's just me, like I'm the problem, I don't have the charisma, and then Lily James, she's like, if that were true, I wouldn't have this, and it's like the it's the card of a, a record producer, well, yeah. a local, a local right. guy with the recording studio, <laughs> exactly. So they go and they start recording songs, and it's all it's they basically play every song you want to hear, yeah, you know. And he starts handing out the songs to at the store. At the store. Like, yeah. it's a free CD. You just go, you do your thing. He gets a little bit of media coverage. And he, I'm trying to think what he starts playing. It's, a, it's another, he's like, play us something that we haven't heard before. And he was like, all right. And it's, of course, he breaks it. I don't remember what the song was, but it's like one of the biggest hits ever created. And he was like, yep. Well, that was pretty good, I guess. On the TV show? Yeah. In my life. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 And he's like, well, I guess that was all right. Uh, (laughs) Moving on to Morty with his, you know, his... Well, he's like, you should call it in my warehouse. (laughs) Yeah. Because you work at a grocery store. It's crazy how... I don't know what the record industry was like in the 60s. I'm assuming it was fairly similar, but less commercial 
I may I don't know. Now it was sleazier, I think. You think so? Well, because it was still I mean, there were no rules, like right, like yeah, you know, I guess like that's it's, true. It, payola wasn't illegal, and it was just a. I mean, I think it was even sleazier. Yeah, that could be. Well, when we get to the when we get to the 2019 record label, yeah, and they're just like, <laughs> I gotta tell you, some of these are really dumb. He's like Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Heart Club yeah. Band. No, that's yeah. a. Ter- it's Winston from New Girl, right? And the White Album. It's a little racist. Yeah, we got some diversity, <laughs> got some diversity there. there. And, yeah. and they do Abbey but, Road. Know, but it's just in, a road. But in their defense, it's not called the White Album. It's just called, it was it's it called, just called the Beatles. It's a self-titled oh. album. But everyone has called it the White, album the White Album because yeah. it's an all-white cover. But Does it, it is, not say the White Album it on it? It is not called the White Album. Oh, wow. Huh. Yeah. Have you ever heard the Gray Album? With Jay-Z? Is that with Jay-Z? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's nuts. No, uh, I grew up listening to the white. I just always assumed it was called the white album. No, it is not. Interesting, but yeah. Then he's like Abbey Road. It's just a road, man. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? And then, of course, they put a 2019 spin on it, and they you know they do it. either way. So he records the songs, he hands them out. But I also think is is easy it is in those scenes to like laugh and make fun of that guy. Like, I think that he's also right. Yeah, like, that's how oh, it I totally. Would be yeah, like yeah. if you if you called that album that today, like what? Yeah. Also, like Sergeant Peppers, he's not releasing Sergeant Peppers. He's essentially releasing the greatest hits, right? Yeah. And so, right. was that a story? That's a story, right? Uh, not really. Okay. I mean, it's I mean, it's kind of a concept album, but yeah. it's not really like telling a linear story in the okay. same way that like Tommy did or right. the Wall does. But it was kind of like the beginning of concept albums where okay. people started like, well, we could do that, yeah. you know, because it was like. What I think they did, I think the Beatles did Revolver, and then the Beach Boys put out Heard Revolver, and they were like, oh man, we got to up our game. And then they put out Pet Sounds. Oh, okay. I think I'm doing this right. And then. You would know. And then. This um, is your jam, brother. Uh, and then McCartney heard Pet Sounds and was, was like, crap. like, oh, crap. <laughs> well, we got to up our game and put out Sgt. Pepper's. And then Brian Wilson heard Sergeant Peppers and instead of said I quit instead of going oh crap he went oh snap and his mind broke <laughs> and because he was trying to top it with the album smiley smile oh okay. and or smile and and then he just got obsessed with sound and just went crazy and the you know the LSD didn't help probably not and, uh, which one hung out with Manson uh, I don't remember which one I mean one I don't remember. Did. Brian Wilson did. I could. I don't remember which one. I know that he was kind of circling around that world. Yeah, Brian Wilson submitted a song to them that they yes. didn't buy. And yeah. yeah, but yeah, like, and then he just got obsessed with trying to like write this, you know, perfect thing, and like, and he did, but he couldn't get a whole album. Like he, like, good vibrations kind of came out of that. Okay, which was referred to as a pocket symphony. Right? We talked about sure. that in Love and Mercy. Sure, yeah, and it's a great song, but it took him forever to do that three minutes. Now imagine trying to do nine more songs like that, and it's just he went mad, and that's what happened. Yeah. So, so they, but they toured, right? Like he's he, they toured all together. The Beach Boys. Yeah. So they did a 50th anniversary tour. That would have been in 2006, I think, is the okay. 50th anniversary. Okay. No, maybe it's a little bit earlier than that. Maybe, But, yeah, it's earlier than that. And every living Beach Boy was a part of that. But Mike Love owns the rights to the name. Mike Love is kind of famously a dick. And it's it's weird. Like Brian Wilson has always kind of come in and out of the Beatle, or the Beach Boys. And like sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. Even at their peak, they would tour, but a lot of times not with him sure like they would go off and tour and he'd stay home and and write the stuff and then they'd come back and they'd record it here's new songs and then they go out and tour again which is part of why people get mad that mike love has writing credits on some of that stuff because they were like you weren't even (laughs) you were touring (laughs) but anyway that's okay yeah yeah so he he records the songs he gets on tv and then oh ed sheeran hears it (laughs) yeah ed sheeran hears in my life yes and And he was like it's the most beautiful song i've ever heard and like what i need i want you well he calls him first right and he's just like what no okay bye and hang because he thinks it's his friend giving him some some guff so he goes home sleep you know he he starts writing more songs he's doing his thing and then ed sheeran comes to it it's actually ed sheeran (laughs) 
comes to his a, house. They do a little thing with. Like, I love the head the, fake here. The glass they, where you don't know if it's, they had set up this thing where when people would come to the parents' house, shot like through like a. You'd see like the reflection from a mirror that was like slightly cracked. And I gotta so you, tell you, that's brilliant cinematography. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and you couldn't see their face. Right. You don't know if it's actually him. Yeah, yeah, and they had already established this. Now, I mean, they also kind of gave it away in the trailer. You see, Ed which Sharon I didn't in the remember. Yeah. yeah, but like, but if you hadn't seen it. Like it comes to the door and you think like, well, they didn't really get it. <laughs> right, exactly. right, right, like, right. This is going to be a gag and and it's going to be one and done. And then he finally kind of there he is. They pan up and it really is Ed right. Sheeran, who is wonderful in this yeah. movie. He's great, yeah, as I, himself. And the, the the hey dude is <laughs> like, come on. I remember thinking that when I was a little kid because I didn't like when I was listening to. The, I mean, I was listening to them without context. Sure. I just would play the records and I'm you know. Hey, dude. Seven or eight years old. And even then, I was just like, I didn't know that Jude was Julian Lennon. Like, I didn't know any of that backstory. Right. Again, I was a little kid. Sure. But I was just like, why would they just call this, hey, dude? Like, that makes <laughs> more sense. It's so you great. Know. Where he's just like, you want me to change this to, hey, dude? <laughs> He was like, yeah, it sounds better. Doody, doody, doody. And he's just like, all right, yeah. man. <laughs> so, yeah. So, he hears him. He's like, well, I need you to, to open for me. He's like, you're really good. Like, you've got some, like, play me something else. And they do, I don't know if he does something else, but he's like, I need you, like, Tuesday. Like, we're going to Moscow or whatever. And he was just like, well, all right. So he calls uh, Lily James. This is the scene where I was just like, oh, God, like, this is going to suck. Yeah. This is good. This is going to suck a lot. So, you know, he's like, I need you to come with me. And she's like, no, like, I can't come with you. Like, I'm a teacher. So he's just like, I guess I'm going. And he goes and he <laughs> he plays USSR. The back of the USSR. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I love that Ed Sheeran's like, interesting choice for uh, the name of a country that wasn't around when you were old. Like, <laughs> right. Like, how he's old like, are you? why would you call it that? He's <laughs> like, I like it, but why would you do that? And he <laughs> was like, play it that. And he was like, when did you write that? He's like, oh, on the plane, on the way over. He's like, you just wrote that called the USSR on the plane ride over here. I yeah. feel like that was one of multiple gags with the ed sharon character where because later on it's kind of like toying at the idea that he doesn't quite believe him yeah, yeah. because later on he, they want they have the sing-off let's write a song and perform it in 10 minutes and then another one he tells him a song concept and he's like i don't believe you right so like over and over again i'm like he's kind of on to him but yeah. still playing along with him i like, also like the fact that like you could see that ed sheeran is pissed is kind of getting dejected yes yeah but like which is really ballsy for ed sheeran to play like that him. role because it's like he really could have came off looking like a dick because right. you can tell that like he knows he's still successful and he but he's also kind of like mad that it comes so easily for this guy right yeah. but he's like still being nice to him he's not being a jerk right and, but you can also tell that like he's jealous that yeah. this guy can just i thought it was shit out these <laughs> yeah. amazing songs <laughs> right 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 with apparently <laughs> zero effort <laughs> Yeah, they, they do the sing-off, yeah. and he's just Ed Sheeran's like, all right, man, here's the deal. You go your way. I'll go my way. We have 10 minutes. Yeah, we leave the room. We both have 10 minutes to write a the new greatest, song. The greatest song ever. N- nothing sitting in the bottom of your drawer. Like st- You got to start from scratch. And, and of course, Ed Sheeran comes out and does his Penguins, thing. or was that like something I else? Yeah, I think no, it was something I mean, about Penguins. Is that yeah. a song? I no, don't know. I, I saw it in the credits on the way through. I'm like, yeah. the, this is an actual song called I, Penguins. I, I don't know if it was written for the movie or not. Ed Sheeran song. Are you kidding me? No, I'm like, I think that he's really good, and I thought it was an interesting concept to have him play himself in this movie. And then allude to being the best songwriter. Like, is he a good world. songwriter? Like his music. Uh, yeah, I mean, what he, I've heard, like, I've really liked. I mean, he's extraordinarily he, popular. I mean, he played Bush Stadium when he was yeah. here last. I mean, oh, really? Yeah, he yeah. can move those kinds of tickets. Yeah. I've never. I mean, I probably heard it. Yeah. I couldn't yeah. tell you. You could. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> later you, on, you, then you didn't know the gag. Later on, when his own ringtone was his song. Yeah, yeah. I figured that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I picked up on that. But yeah. Anyway, sorry. So he, uh, no, no, no. It's totally fine. <laughs> It's what we do. Yeah. So we, of course, Jack comes out and just destroys with yeah. a, a Beatles, a Beatles long song. and winding long road. And winding like road. He comes out with <laughs> just like come on, long and winding road. <laughs> and you can see he was because Ed Sheeran came back with a good song. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then he comes out with long and winding road, and he was just like, "Are you effing?" <laughs> yeah. So Rocky. I, so we should, I, we forgot to say Rocky become this guy who we've seen throughout becomes his road manager. He gets on the plane and he was just like, "Oh, Ed Sheeran, you're so good." Not so sure about the rapping, though. You might want to yeah. leave that to the brothers. And Ed Sheeran's just like, 
cool. Thanks, thanks dude. <laughs> thanks. He's like, yeah. no, I'm just saying. Like, oh, I've seen people do this. <laughs> it's so painful. He, d- he doesn't realize that he's digging himself a hole. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's great. Oh, it's so painful. <laughs> I have absolutely watched this happen in meet and greets and stuff where people try to like give like, advice be, or sure. something. That's exactly just, what he was doing. Yeah. Like, oh, it's like, please stop talking. <laughs> right. So while that's all that's going on, Kate McKinnon shows up as Ed Sheeran's manager. She's fantastic. Like she's so slimy and scuzzy, but in a lovable kind of way. But she wears it on her sleeve, right, so you right. kind of you can't get mad at <laughs> yeah, it. No, not it's at like all. you knew what you were signing on. Exactly. For. Like yeah. So she says like, let's get you into L.A. Let's get you. We'll get you squared away. And he was like, for for what? You're going on tour. You're going to record these songs. We're going to put out the greatest album. Ever. You're going to make all kinds of money, and I'm going to take seventy percent. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was <gonna> say. <laughs> What I appreciate is that it's a snowball. Like it's happening so fast. Right. And he is. He was not prepared for it. So he goes to the states and he he starts recording the album. And I do. I love this scene where he kind of he's recording the album and Lily James calls him and he's just like he freaks out because they're they're on his ass about like the time or whatever. And he was like, I, I need time to concentrate and be creative and blah blah blah. And Kate McKinnon like going off like an artist. Yeah. And Kate McKinnon's like, all right, yeah, <laughs> this is what we're talking about. It was funny because yeah. she was. I loved how she played this scene because she was simultaneously mad at him <laughs> right, and right. like this is what true artists do. Yes. And so if you're doing this, then this means that you're legit. I picked the right guy. Right. Like right. it was like she was simultaneously happy and disappointed <laughs> in him. And at I, the same time. It was great. It was. And that's that's the thing about this movie is everybody is charming as F. Yeah. Like there's not even a single, the sleaze balls. Even the sleaze balls. Yeah. Like you're totally in for the whole thing. So he realizes that he can't get Eleanor Rigby right. He can't get some of these other songs right. So he's just like I got to go to Liverpool. Yeah. And she's just like what on what planet do you want to leave Los Angeles to go to scummy Liverpool? He's like, I just got to go. He's like, well, you've got to be back here on this day because we've got James Corden and we've got this and you've got this and this, this. And he was like, fine, whatever. So he goes to Liverpool. We sh- Oh, we should say that there's a when he's doing like the first concert with Ed Sheeran in Russia while he's playing the song. There is one guy. That is like Wait freaked out. Yeah, yeah. that's just like kind of staring him like something right here. And I do appreciate that. I was just like, okay, yeah. Now we've got some conflict, and right. he's got this internal clock going basically, where he feels like he's going to get caught. Yeah, like, for you know, sure. And it's the, starting the other, with this the other guy. shoe is going to drop. Yeah. Because he also got to think at some point is the world gonna remember right? And then what's gonna happen? What to happens you? then? Yeah. Like what happens if like. Paul, Ringo, John, and and George, like, who exist in the world Which somewhere. Which they tease. Yeah. Yeah. Like, they tease that, like, so I thought this was real life. Like, I they, they play this very I well. I don't like this. I hate when movies do this. The, the dream peak. sequence? That's, the yeah. head fake on a dream sequence uh, where yeah. you think, like, you know, something major's happening with the plot, and then, like, surprise, just a dream. Just like, a dream. I hate that. Oh, yeah. it, hate didn't, it. it didn't bother me because... I know, uh, Brady, I know you're a big Sopranos fan. Like, the dream episodes of the Sopranos were, yeah, the, when he was shot. were the big... Because they did, like, two or three of yeah, them. Yeah, it was long. And, and it was, like, just the biggest bunch of navel-gazing. Like, I like the Sopranos, <laughs> good- but, like, I'm just, like... This is a complete and utter waste of my time. It was a good time. way to get inside of Tony's head and like the different things that were like aff- like he thinks about or like how it would affect him consciously and everything. And but like after like you said two or three episodes, like we he's got to wake up. Like, yeah, <laughs> I want to get back to you know what else makes the Sopranos great right. besides yeah. Tony. Like, oh, I hated that. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like with how many seasons did that go five six or seven it's, I it's seven but it's six six a and six b okay yeah. i feel like you're allowed to get some mucked up episodes in there every once yeah nobody's gonna bat a thousand <laughs> yeah. but yeah it, but i get it yeah so yeah so he he does have this dream where he's on james corden who i can't stand by the way really oh man <laughs> i don't he, watch he him but i need to know it really yeah i don't know much about him uh it's for the best yeah <laughs> but like he's like i gotta tell you we've got one of the things i like to do is you know surprises there's two men from liverpool that have said that they wrote those songs and of course it's paul he says paul mccartney and george harrison and you see like feet no ringo star oh was it ringo star i, ringo, I yeah. thought they're actually because they picked the two that were that still alive. alive yeah and so that's my favorite head fake of this entire movie i oh. almost cried <laughs> when they get to the that other scene yeah that's oh, okay. i mean that that guy uh, holy yeah. shite yeah so yeah so he wakes up and then you know I mean, it's it's a dream it's not real 
So then he goes to Liverpool and he's going to Eleanor Rigby's grave and he's going to Strawberry Fields, which they tore down, yeah. uh, which I, I enjoy. I was like, of course they would. Why wouldn't they? Yeah. You know, that's not an important part. I know, know. Right. Yeah. But, but I like because he's like trying to remember the rest of these songs, right? So he's inspired. Yeah, yeah, he's like, so I'm going to walk around and see if something's going to something's like, going to click because he knows that both of those songs are just kind of catalogs of things. <laughs> what that does happen Father McKenzie do? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but but now here in Liverpool, he's being followed by this woman, and it's just like, oh man, like the other shoe is going to this is going to yep. get bad. So he's in Liverpool, and Lily James shows back up, and they have this interaction between the two where it's like, oh, this is a thing. Like, I feel it, you feel it, you know, and it's 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 a gut punch because he realizes that he does love her and it's too late. Yeah. Like, it's too late on her end because she's just like, this isn't, you know, you've had your entire life to make your move. And I've waited. She says, like, I've waited 15 years and it was the biggest mistake of my yeah, life. I've waited half my life, half my life to do this. She those could, scenes with her too. I'm sorry to mean to cut you no, off. No, no, yeah. That those scenes, like when he lets her go in the bedroom before going <gasps> to, and the scene here, like she's just she's great, fantastic. Yeah, she's yeah. Cinderella, yeah. Cinderella, right? Yeah, like Cinderella, Cinderella, baby driver. Like that's where I pride, prejudice, and yeah. zombies. Yeah, <laughs> darkest can't hour. Bet, can't bet a thousand. Yeah, but yeah. So like in the bedroom, they're making they they make out a little bit. They're gonna move, and then she kind of jumps up and takes off. Yeah, he's got to go. Like he's got to get back to L.A. But they have that interaction. I do. This is another really cute scene where he's like the train's leaving and he's standing there at the the train station and he's just like, I, you know, I got to talk to you. And she was like, cool, turn around. Yeah. And like he turns around and there she is. And so they're having another very intense conversation where this is where she says, like, I've waited half my life for you and it was a mistake. And now Rocky's like, (laughs) hey, man, like we got to go. Like you're on FaceTime right now. And. I do like that she's eating potato chips and crisps crisps and Rocky's like, can I get some of those? And she was like, what? Yeah, fine. (laughs) And he just grabs like he's she's like, I said some, not all. (laughs) So like, you know, he has to go and he takes off. And it's that this whole thing is like it's it is a gut punch because like the way she plays it where she's just like, you can't stay and I can't stay. You have to go like you've yeah. worked your entire life for this. You have to go. Yeah. And he doesn't know what to do. And like the look on his face where he's just like, ah, I don't know what to do. Like, this isn't what I want. Like, I want you, but I can't have you because, you know, I'm playing all these songs. And I'm They're pushing me to do Corden and get to a new uh, image because my image is kind of goofy. I do like where they're at the restaurant. And he's just like, I would like the fish and chips and the, the fries right. and this. He's like, but I'm on a diet, so I will just have a salad. Yeah. <laughs> and, she, and then she's like, I'll have a salad with she's like, anything else. Yes, a side of fries. A side of fries. <laughs> and then he's like, yes, and all that other yeah. stuff. <laughs> so I'm trying to think. He goes back to L.A. And is he back on tour? Like, is he just he's running around? Well, they go back for the meeting that we talked about already where they have all the album cover. Album oh, yeah, right, right, right. And they're all awful. Yeah. And, of course, you know, like 2019. And, oh, this is the Hey Jude part where he's doing Hey Jude. Yeah. And, like, he has... Ed Sheeran's so they're going like, to call the album One Man Only. Hey right. Yeah, One Man Only. Yeah. He's, he, nobody writes. It's just him. There's no... You which know. is kind of unfair because that's not true. Yeah, there's, he has like, producers and he's got... You and, know, well, and there are also musicians. lots of people that write all their own stuff. That's true. And they're just... They're maybe not top 40 artists but there are lots of them out there that have very successful careers absolutely it's just you know not what is currently popular music won't do no and i, was, I thought it was funny it, when later he talks about like you know everybody says it's one man only but it was really four guys and i'm <laughs> yeah. like four just four we're gonna go with four we're, i mean let's, we, do, we don't want to go with three yeah i was like there's <laughs> there's only three let's like, i mean i don't think know. did ringo write any of it <laughs> no i don't think is it pete so. best well, Pete Best was the drummer before, before Ringo. Yeah. Maybe he wrote something. No, probably <laughs> he not. did not. No, he did not. Did you ever read that fifth Beatle? Did you read that book? I did not. It was fantastic. I met Pete Best, though. Did you? I did. I did a show with him as a promoter, not like I didn't perform. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. it was impressive. Yeah. No, it's it was a it's a giant oversized graphic novel about Epstein. Brian Epstein. Yes. Yeah. It's fantastic. Like it's uh, Andrew Robinson, I think maybe wrote and drew it. Like it's, it's a beautiful looking book and it's about him. Like huh. the Beatles are in it, but it's his story like, right. as their manager. It's fantastic. So yeah. So he goes, he has the meeting and he's just like, God, this sucks. Like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. And then there's a press conference I, that comes up where those two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That, yeah so they're there. He decides to. 
to debut the album, he's going to go back to this hotel that he had a gig at that didn't happen. They already closed down. And and he's going to play on the rooftop. Right. They chose to close the hotel rather than have... The I mean, gig. I think they were being... They were. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But he had booked a gig there and then before it closed before he got there, right. like went out of business. And so he's going to do a show on the rooftop of there. And Interesting. Then, yeah. And then they're having a press conference. Right. And you see... Those two people in the back of the press conference and the ones holding up a yellow submarine. Yes. And he's like getting very panicky. He goes, which was your favorite, John, Paul, Ringo or George? Yeah. He was like, oh, what? What? We got to go. It comes a claustrophobic scene where it's just him and like the, the, you know, all the audio starting to die because he's just like, oh, God, this is it. Right. 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 This is the end of it right now. And I love the payoff for these two characters. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Uh, I am right there with you. Absolutely. I I don't know what I expected. I I didn't know what to expect either. Yeah. And I love the payoff. So they they're finishing up the album. Yeah. He gets a phone call from Lily James and she's just like, look, this is I'd rather you hear it from me now. Like, oh, yeah, I'm I'm seeing somebody. somebody. It's Gavin, the guy who was the little record producer. And he was just like, so he's about the 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 column comment is he's he's leaving and they have this moment in his parents house in Jack's parents house yeah. where she basically says I've loved you from the moment I saw you the moment we met but you never she's looking at the names and it's like Eleanor Rigby and Judy and all kind, like these different love yeah. songs and she's like I was never in that column I've always been in that column and he's tr- like I started to have a panic attack because like he's trying to fo- like work this through in his head and give her a legitimate answer but the drunk ass mom downstairs is trying to give a speech yeah the dad keeps interrupting was, and yeah, he cannot get, oh god he can't get it together so then she says i'm seeing gavin and then we get to the the rooftop scene yeah and he's get he's wearing this blue suit that they picked out for him and here comes his parents and his Singing parents help right his yeah. parents are very happy for him lily james comes in and they have a moment and here comes Gavin, of course, and he was like, of course Gavin's here. Great. Yeah. And he gets up there and he kills it. Yeah. Of course, like doing help. And so he comes back down and he kind of collapses in the in his dressing room and Rocky walks in and he's just kind of like, so there are these two people outside that have been like here the entire time and really like to talk to you. And he was like, they told me to give you this. And he was like, okay. And it's the yellow submarine. Yeah. So these the two folks the, the the dude and the gal that we've seen kind of lurking around come in. She's like, "You've got some explaining to do." Yeah, and he was like, "I know, I know, I you know." She basically says, "We just want to say thank you." Yeah, and he was like, "What?" She goes, "I think we're the only three." Yeah, like that we, remember them. We remember them too, and. I, it, this, this hit me right in the this i this was the first time where i teared up a little bit because yeah. it was like it was this mutual love of this stuff yeah, yeah. And, and she's she, like we remember them too but we couldn't well we can't sing right so we couldn't keep it alive right and, and you, you can. can and you did and yeah you save these songs you've saved it for us and we just want to say thank you and man it was yeah it was emotional like it yeah. was a, it was a it was a very well done scene maybe I, I need to watch it again separately because the way that were you at the screening last Tuesday? I was or? not. Okay, I saw it. That was Friday. played off it as a gag. Like everybody was laughing and uh, at that when that happened, and so I didn't get a chance to emotionally invest right. in, into into it. Yeah, I hate when you're at a movie and a crowd kind of misses yeah, what reacts it's supposed to, to be. Scene. Yeah, because yeah, like I, I mean, I saw it on Friday in a, in a pretty full theater. Yeah, mine was the and, same, and mine did not have that reaction. It was like, a, yeah. you could hear a pin drop. Yeah, they were like, oh, because I mean, I, yeah, I was expecting them to be like, we caught you, right? You're, you're in trouble. Us. We're right. gonna rat you out or something. And instead, it, they were just like, thank you for keeping the music alive, right? Which is it, like that's that's lovely. Yeah, like, yeah. There's no other word to describe that. Yeah. Uh, or he's just like, I feel like I'm a failure. I'm a. Fraud. I like when they're going back and forth where you, where they were like, I didn't like what you did, did to this <laughs> song. And he's he, he, like, Hey, dude. He's like, he's like, I know that was not my idea. That's Ed Sheeran. <laughs> like that's. <laughs> he goes. I couldn't remember all the words. She's like, Yeah, we know. You we got, got close. Yeah, you got Mr. Kite all backwards. <laughs> yeah, right. Like you got it all out of order. And yeah. But so and, he, and that's where I was going earlier when you're like, who could remember all the lyrics? I'm like, but there are there are people that like these are the sorts of songs people obsess sure, over. Sure. And so there are fans that are going to be like, oh, no, you got those in the wrong order or you've. Yeah, the Beatles. I feel like the Beatles and the Beach Boys are like two of those bands that have like those fans. That's just like, absolutely. No, you got yeah. that wrong. So he's just like, I feel like I'm a failure or not a failure, but a fraud. And she's like here and she hands him the slip of paper. And she's like, we did a little digging. And maybe this will help. 
So we flash to him in a cab and he's driving down this long winding road and he gets to this beachfront property, single house, knocks on the door. And I, like I was not prepared. No, no. Yeah. At, of all of the Beatles. Yeah. You know, there's two that are still alive. Yeah. And I just assumed it's going to be gonna one get of a them. cameo. It'll, it'll, get, of it'll them. get McCartney or Ringo. Yeah. Yeah. But this mother mother looks and I feel like his voice was a little off. But yeah. I can't tell if like maybe that's what he would sound like at seventy. Yeah, it's hard and to get, not yeah. singing. Right, you, you made know? it to seventy. Yeah, <laughs> so he opens the door and who's standing there but John Lennon? Yeah, and it's just like oh, and this like, guy looks like John Lennon. Yeah. Now I will say he looked better like, straight yeah. straight on. Yeah. I thought it was did Matthew Modine then from the side. <laughs> like I was like, did they get Matthew Modine <laughs> to play John Lennon? Did they get Jeffrey Wiseman. Yeah, <laughs> I thought the prosthetic on the nose looked a little wonky when Off you saw him in side. profile. Yeah, but. When you that first shot where he opens the door and you see him dead on, it was like Whoa. everybody was. It was <gasps> like, how are they doing this? Yeah. Like, and it's funny. Like we talk about what Marvel and Disney have done with right. like, de aging and Grand Moff Tarkin and yeah. a young Carrie Fisher, where it's just like, yeah, they could, I but think that's they, all makeup. I, yeah, I think they found an actor who looked close. Well, and it's, I mean, it's a known actor. He's it's Robert Carlyle. He's been. He was Franco in Train Spotting. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense then. Yeah, totally. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, he's been in, I mean, tons of stuff over the years. So, I mean, he was in Twenty Eight Weeks Later and okay, but, well, Dan- uh, Danny Boyle stuff. Yeah, <laughs> oh, he, he was also in the Beach. <laughs> oh, I know yeah. exactly who this guy is. Yeah. Okay. I think he was like, isn't Franco in Train Spotting? Isn't he like kind of the tough guy of yes. the group? Yeah. Yes. Like, is he not the main guy in Twenty Eight Weeks Later? Well, yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. 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 Okay. And he has this, it's it's crazy because we know that John Lennon, if he had survived, if he hadn't been assassinated, would have been even more so than what he was. I don't know. And this is the... Do you think the, it's because he was assassinated that he was that level? No. Oh, I, I think... I think... I, he's I mean, elevated by the Beatles. Like, I, and I think he... I mean, I know people would hate to hear this, but it, like... But he would have never met Yoko. Yoko's who really redirected his personality. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know, like... He was kind of a jerk and pre Yoko. Yeah. And like Yoko kind of got him more in touch with his feel. And he was even a jerk when he was still with Yoko. Right. I mean, if you read about it, there were some pretty ugly times. But that kind of like wise, forward thinking, progressive kind of like I really feel like a lot of that came from Yoko. OK. And so he would have presumably never met her that's true well he does talk about a wife but i guess yeah, i mean but, we yeah. don't know who that could have been yeah and i don't know how he would have because she was also like uh, i think people also don't realize it she was fairly well known in the art world did uh, she her, roll with warhol i don't remember but okay. but she was kind of already a known thing in the art world yeah when he met her and so and like she killed the Beatles. Yeah. And so I mean and she didn't. No, like she I mean didn't. it's it's easy to point to that, but she sure. didn't. And well when your name becomes synonymous with Sure. You know, but <laughs> um but like I really think in a lot of ways she expanded him as an artist. So even if she did result in the downfall of the Beatles, I mean, I think also he wouldn't have written a lot of the sort of songs he did yeah. had it not been for her. That this stuff post meeting her. Sure. You know what I mean? Sure, so. sure, sure. But I mean, even in this moment where he's sitting there with Jack and he is kind of like spewing waxing, you know, poetic with him and he's getting them together. You see all his drawings. Yeah. Around, which I'm like, did he draw before he met her? I'm not. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. So we like he just has this moment and it was it was very touching and it was very beautiful sure. the way it was filmed where they're just sitting together and having this conversation i love when he's just like can i hug you and he was just like uh i guess and he was like jack you need some serious help and he was like i know i know so we get to the end of this flick and he realizes that he's got to tell everybody yeah everybody come clean. He, he has to do this yeah. he has to tell lily james that he loves her and he had, you know in rock star fashion yeah put her put you her know? on the big screen <laughs> yeah right 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 thousands of people maybe the whole world if it's televised it's, well, you yeah, know? i was at wembley you yeah. know like so did the, i wonder if the beatles ever played wembley probably right Pro- I, I mean queen i don't know did. yeah huh we'll have to wait for tom to get yeah. back when he's done peeing <laughs> i ask him the two you know 30 30 how old are you a uh, 32 as of friday right, the two yeah. 30 year old yeah i have no idea if they played or not so he go he, they get to Wembley and he's I, it was supposed to be like a, just a surprise performance like he wasn't yeah. supposed to be there it was a you know like a he's like I'm just gonna spice up his 
his set a little bit and he comes out and he does like his big hits. I hate this ending. Oh, I like yeah, it. I, I, mean, I don't dislike the ending as much as like I have issues with like there's no way this guy's going to come out and commandeer Ed Sheeran's set. Right. Like, and that's he, true. He doesn't come out and do like one song. He's doing like five he or does six a or mini seven. concert yeah, right. and he's got a brass band that comes <laughs> out and then he has this big moment. And then as soon as that moment ends, the concert's over and people are leaving. Yeah, are you telling and, me that he closed, like Ed Sheeran opened for him? Right. I'm just like, I'm just like, no, yeah. I like, I have, uh, I have, that's I fair. Have did, the, did the Beatles play Wembley? Yes, they did. <laughs> okay. Yes, they did. Okay. So they he plays his songs and he just he gets finally he stops and he has Rocky bring Lily backstage and they put the the backstage camera on Lily. It was then at the time it was called Empire Pool. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. Okay, so she's on the big Tron and he's just he lays it out for her and he's just like, look, I love you. Like I'm sorry, blah blah blah, and I I want to be with you. He's like, also I gotta tell you, I didn't write any of these songs. Like this is written by John Lennon, Paul McCartney, Ringo Starr, and George Harrison. I was like, can we not put George Harrison last? Like, let's be honest in this. Like, but third, I'll give you third, but he's yeah. not last. I didn't think about it till now, and I probably should have when I was writing about it. If those people exist in the world, and as we know, John Lennon does because right. we just saw him in the previous scene. <laughs> They'd be like, "I did what? Uh, yeah, <laughs> right." Like, <laughs> there's yeah. so many like repercussions to him coming out saying specifically who wrote these songs, and yeah. people are going to ask questions. Who are those people? And I like where the crowd kind of turns on him. Yeah, and I don't they think should. I don't think they would have. I think what would have happened if he had if he had said all that, they would have thought that it was either a marketing thing, right, or he was crazy. But I think they would have thought. Well, he wrote all these songs, but he just has this weird backstory to make them even more intriguing and mysterious. Yeah. In the same way, remember when the White Stripes first started and it was like, they were brother and sister. Are they they married or are they brother and sister? Yeah. Or are they both? And they like (laughs) just kind of let that linger for a good chunk of time. Same way. Yeah. And so, yeah. And Manson's the guy from the Wonder Years. Right. And I, (laughs) and I I don't think it would have hurt him at all. I think it would have made him more interesting and more mysterious yeah and i also think that if the beatles still don't exist in that world like because he says they upload the songs for free right they're all free and then he's like i'm not going to take any money from them but like he could have still made a really (laughs) solid living at this point as performing those songs right because he's the one who reintroduced into the world right and so like he could have been like i'm not going to take any royalties from the songs but I'll take my appearance fee, right? <laughs> yeah, but right. but I'll take my appearance fee for performing. That's those right. Songs. That's right. But yeah, what was the he had the Marilyn Manson had the the color taken out of his retina. Yeah, his iris was one of them. He, he had, had a rib. Bottom, he had a rib so he could take care of himself. Right. He was Polly from the Wonder Years. Yeah, there was which so like much. when you look at him, you're like, eh, I could see I could it. See it. I could see I it. Could see it. Yeah, he was not. But, no, uh, he's not. But I could absolutely <laughs> yeah, see it. Yeah. But it just led into the you know the mythos of Marilyn right. Manson at that time. <laughs> So, yeah, so they, you know, Rocky's behind him, and he's like, are you sure you want to do this? And he was like, yeah, so they, apparently you just hit one button, and everything gets uploaded. Yeah, <laughs> yes, that's how the, that's internet, how the works. internet works, yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's how real spoilers works? Yeah, yeah. totally, I think so. <laughs> Kevin does it. Kevin, well, yeah, we I don't did do it. until all the stuff we said on yeah, the right. right. Now he <laughs> doesn't do it anymore. No, we don't know if anyone will ever hear what we're saying right now. <laughs> and I do love that. Kate McKinnon is kind of busting his dad, Jack's dad's balls. Yeah, about about like, Jack. When did you realize you were too good? Your son was too, too good, good for, for you. you. <laughs> and then, of course, I love her in the scene where she is just losing her mind trying to get to him. They have a moment she's storming. Yeah. Them. Oh, yeah. They, <laughs> Lily, Lily James, and and the Jack have this moment where even Gavin's like, "No, dude. Like, I knew. Like, of course I knew. Like, yeah. I always, I always knew I'd be number two. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of pimp away and they leave, and that's kind of how the movie ends is they go back to the hotel they hook up they get married then i do like that they give you like you know a six or seven year progression where like right. jack goes back to school to teach music and he's, they've got kids and they have this life that's perfect and it's exactly what they want you see the two people who kind of didn't out him but were also knew the Beatles, right. wearing like the sergeant pepper's jackets dancing around to yeah. the music yep. i and that's kind of how Gavin's it ends. got a girlfriend that what she saw they earlier kind of in the movie, yeah. it was weird because when they were having that scene in the hallway yeah where he's like i always knew i was number two there was a girl just standing so that, that there girl, was also that girl, was, that girl was Lily James' roommate yeah oh okay From earlier because that's who he ends up with yes okay because yeah. i was just like who is this girl that's just standing yeah. there okay. right she, she was kind of in the background yeah. throughout the movie he too. asked her to be his roadie 
Okay. When Lily James is like, I can't do it. He's okay. like, what about you? And she's gotcha. like, no. <laughs> so, yeah. So they're having this perfect life and they're standing there and he's like, oh, man, I feel like I feel like I'm Harry Potter and I just defeated Voldemort. And I saw it coming. And she yeah. goes, yeah. <laughs> who's Harry Potter? Yeah. And he was like, nobody. <laughs> <laughs> and closes the dreams. And I was like, good call. Good yeah. call. I liked it. I, I did too. I liked that I ending. Did yeah. I mean, even though like, well, he couldn't get away with it twice. Could he? <laughs> well, if, like they already know <laughs> this, that she wrote it. If they know this other story and then he comes on like, oh, and I've written this book. And I've like, created now, cigarettes I and will, Coca-Cola. <laughs> I will also say it's going to be a lot harder to reconstruct the, the Harry, Harry Potter, Potter world yeah. <laughs> than it is the Beatles songs. Mm-hmm. But I yeah. thought this is it was charming. It and was I, funny. Yeah. I love the last song, which was Obla Di Obla Da. Oh yeah, yeah of course. Yeah, like, right, I right, like, right. I thought that was a yep. a great choice. Yeah, it's this is it's it's a lot. It's adorable. It's charming. It's fun. It's a perfect perfect date movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. my friends asked me if they should go see Rocket Man. I was like, I haven't seen it yet, but I've heard good things. Rocket but Man's I, great, but I did but see yesterday. Go see that. Yeah, yeah. I think yesterday. Uh, yesterday is a different movie than Rocket Man. Oh, Rocket okay. Man is like. You know, dick punch after dick punch because that guy never kind of makes it. I mean, obviously he makes it, but But like like, it's not till the bitter end that he finally kind of gets it together. Yeah, Yeah. and this one, it's just it's it's funny, it's charming. Like it's Danny Boyle. What a career! What a yeah. He can just do so many different styles of movies. It's very impressive. Tell you what, I've been listening to the Beatles quite regularly. I gotta tell you, so like I I have never been a big Beatles fan. Like, well, now hear me out. Like, (laughs) no, I appreciate lost all credibility. I absolutely 100% respect them and yeah. respect yeah. what they did for rock and roll. It just there. I was, I was just at that age where I was like, everybody likes the Beatles. Right. Yeah. I'm not liking the My Beatles. My dad would play Everybody them, likes the Beatles. Like anytime he had control the stereo, he'd play a, a Beatles album. And, and I, I knew the songs, sure. but I didn't like listen, listen to the songs or yeah. appreciate them as much as I, as I actually, I would this today. movie, I listened to the words more because of this movie right. than I ever have. Oh yeah, yeah. they're relatable. And it's just like God dang <laughs> oh, it! Yeah. Like these guys are really and it, obviously like I'm not saying. Trust me, I get the Beatles. Yeah, like, I understand. I yeah. but yeah, this has definitely increased my enjoyment of their songs f- because of this movie. Yeah, so, yeah, it was it was a it was a really cute, enjoyable movie. Yeah. yeah. And there you go. You can't, you, you can't argue with the soundtrack. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I got don't whatever you do, don't go see Across the Universe. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, I hated that do movie. Do this so one. Much. <laughs> hated that movie, that movie so, so much. That sucks. I know some people love it, and I was like, Yeah, I know Kevin did. <laughs> uh but God, I hate I I, and I wanted to like it. I liked the concept of it. Right. And I was like, it's oh, a, okay. It's a straight musical, right? Yeah. yeah. And that doesn't bother me. Yeah. It, what bothers me is that it sucks. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was just so heavy handed. Yeah. And yeah. It was very pretentious. It was. I, I oh, couldn't. That's not Boz Lerman, is it? I don't know. It's I don't the, think so. It's the kid but, from 21. That's the actor in it, right? The oh, Black Jack it? movie uh, with Kevin okay. Spacey. Yeah, yeah. Well, I've blocked it out. We don't talk about. We don't. Say I know. I, 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 yeah. I didn't know if twenty one. If twenty one was a reference. That's, that a to, that's the one where he's teaching Topher Grace, right? I think we're like Topher Grace is kind of like the uh, Toby Maguire. Oh no! What am I thinking of? You're thinking of the Molly's uh, Game. Molly's Game. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. That's right. But yeah, I, go, go check this out. Like, yeah. it's totally worth your time. And Michael Sarah was playing the Toby Maguire type character. Okay, so yeah. then I think Tover Grace is, is in, is in too. twenty. I think Tover Grace. That's is in what, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So uh, well, anyway, that's it for this one. There I guess go. let's go around the table and everyone can say where to find them. This is Brad. You can find me on ReviewSTL.com. This is Joe. You can also follow me on the Twitter at Joey Butts B U T T S twenty one. And this is Tom. You can follow me on Twitter at Roger Kubert or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Tom O'Keefe. You can also find the show online Facebook.com slash Real Spoilers. While you're there, you can like the page, join. The League of Show Shares, share an episode with your friends, and also don't forget our Patreon account, patreon.com slash real spoilers. So that's it for this one. Thanks for tuning in. Coming up next week, I guess we will skip the box office once again. Right, this we're going to have to. This is what happens when Kevin <laughs> leaves. We will uh, tackle Spider-Man Far From Home yeah. and Mid-Somar. Yeah. So... Game both on, buckle up! Yeah, talk game about, on. Talk about whiplash <laughs> yeah, no uh, from from film genres. <laughs> yeah. You are in for a, a treat if you want to call. I'm it interested that. to see what you guys say about them. Yeah, <laughs> they're good. Yeah. So uh, so anyway, that's what you have to look forward to. Thanks for tuning in, and until next time, Harry accidentally traps himself in the bathroom.
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.